0: Hello my friends, welcome to another episode of Deep True Crime. I'm Manny Rodriguez. In today's episode we're covering the Atlanta shooter who was pushed to her limit and she decided to take it way too far when she felt like no one was respecting her. They were covering up what was going on. She just lost it. And so we're gonna be diving into this whole thing. And I wanna share with you, you're gonna wanna stick around to the end because the video I'm gonna share with you, she says something chilling at the end of that video. She posts this video to her LinkedIn only to do this shooting the very next day on August 22nd 2022 right around 1 45 pm officers responded to a person shot call at 1280 West Peachtree Street these are high-rise condominiums centrally located on the corner of West Peachtree Street and 16th Street it's a 40-story residence. And it's currently the tallest residential building in Midtown Atlanta where all of these shootings occurred. And police said in the news conference that officers received 911 calls of shots fired. They noted one of the victims has died and the second was taken to the hospital for treatment. While at 1280 West Peachtree Street, officers received another call of a person shot at 1100. Peachtree Street. When officers arrived there, they located one individual who appeared to have been shot. The individual was taken to the hospital for treatment and has since died. That second shooting that came around 2 p.m. and police were on scene and they considered it an active shooter situation at that time. There were literally cops everywhere. They had the SWAT team there because they believed it was an active shooter shooter that had the place on lockdown until they can clear the scene. It was a mess around Midtown Atlanta for quite a number of hours until they knew exactly what was going on. So after a little while, they start looking at cameras and they start seeing all surveillance footage that they can find. And that's when they were able to identify a suspect in this shooting. And these are all the different locations where They had police lined up everywhere because at 1.45 calls come in about person shot. Two o'clock, another calls in about person shot. So it was a big deal and they didn't have all the answers at that moment. Then thanks to this area right here and thanks to video at Colony Square, that's when they were able to really get a good picture of who the suspect was. And police, they say that suspect may have fled the scene in a taxi or a rideshare car and so they start stopping all the taxis. Now that they knew who they were looking for, now they were on the hunt, they were even recommending residents of the area to stay in their homes until further information had become available. And then they get a tip that she was headed to the airport. The tip comes in from the taxi company that dropped her off. They had surveillance of her with the same clothes that she had on shortly after, and then they find her at the airport. And you can see some images that the police had shared beyond the lookout, because they knew who they were looking for. And so they arrest her at Hartsfield Jackson Atlanta International Airport, and they take her into custody without any incident. She does not put up a fight. She doesn't do anything but obey their commands. The Atlanta Police Department, they say that the city's extensive camera network helped them locate the suspect at the airport. and the Colony Square area, this is a mixed-use development featuring commercial and business spaces, condos, a mall, theater, church, and a food court. It was built between 1969 and 1975, and it consists of four sections including the West Atlanta Midtown Hotel. And then her LinkedIn page is discovered. And this helps us even get more answers as to why this may have occurred. You see, Atlanta's metro rail service, they sent out an email to all employees naming the suspect as Raisa Kengne. And so, of course, people are going to start digging deep into who this person is. And so they find a LinkedIn page for this woman with that name, who lives in Atlanta, works as an information security auditor, and seems to match an early photo of the suspect. And looking through her profile, I could even see that she was making a string of unusual posts alleging to a criminal conspiracy against her by one of her former employers in cahoots with her apartment building manager and posting videos of her interactions with Atlanta police. We'll get back into that as well as we dive deeper little by little people start piecing things together. So media reports They identified the suspect as Raisa Kengna, and then we see that she appears to have named two of the victims in a string of social media posts and lawsuits alleging a conspiracy against her. Officials named the two people who had died as Wesley Freeman, 41 years old, rest in peace, Wesley Freeman, taken from this world way too soon. And Michael Shiners, 60 years old, taken from this world way too soon. Rest in peace, Michael. Rest in peace, Wesley. Wesley Freeman, he was a longtime employee at Miss Kengna's former accounting firm, while Mr. Shiners, he was described in her lawsuit as the manager. Of her apartment complex. So it appears that she had filed a lawsuit against her former employer and other parties in May of 2022, making the same allegations contained in her LinkedIn post. She filed a lawsuit and you can see a part of her lawsuit here, her being the plaintiff versus, and you can see two of the names, Wesley Freeman and Michael Shiners, who are both now deceased. In a 407-page complaint uncovered by Kevin D. Reyes, who's an open-source intelligence analyst at the Institute for Strategic Dialogue, RISA she accuses her former employer of conspiring with her building management company, her neighbors, and her own previous lawyers in order to retaliate against her. The complaint reads, This case concerns the retaliation, persecution, harassment, intimidation, threats, burglary, computer hacking, phone spoofing, and other attacks the plaintiff was subjected to upon reporting to the relevant authorities a violation of various finance laws. Not highlighted here, you can see the name Justice Mungao. He is the only person to respond to this lawsuit, and he called her complaint a shotgun pleading. He's denying her claims. Which is why Atlanta police is saying that this was not random. And this is also why they believe that no one at the airport, there was no security breaches there. They weren't, they didn't have to worry about her taking it further because they felt like this was a targeted shooting the person Raisa meant to shoot these people because the Atlanta police, they said that they were specifically targeted, but they were still looking for a motive. Interim Police Chief Darren Shearbaum, he says, we do not believe these were random acts of violence. This was during their press conference, Monday afternoon after she was in custody. And Mayor Andre Dickens, he said that the woman was arrested before entering a restricted area and that the security of the airport was never compromised. And that's exactly what I mean when I say they believe this was directly targeted, no one else was in jeopardy except all these people that she was after. Witness videos given to Atlanta news broadcaster 11 Alive show police officers responding to the shooting. The clips show officers in body armor carrying rifles walking into businesses near Colony Square and a building lobby near Juniper and 14th Street. The first shooting, this was a targeted attack on management staff at the apartment building where the suspect Live residents at the scene of the first shooting told reporter patrick quinn that the suspect lived in their building they said that the shooter targeted apartment management staff on the plaza level of the complex and you can see the police force right outside that building of the complex as well wesley freeman's mother-in-law spoke out in this shooting she said on facebook please pray for my family My daughter's husband, Wes, was one of the victims in the shooting today. He passed away a couple of hours ago. Thanks for your prayers. And Wesley's wife, she would also speak out. She described him as kind-hearted, selfless, and someone who everybody loved. Alicia Freeman, the wife of the 41-year-old, she said, He loved me so much. I'm thankful that I could experience that kind of love because I don't think anybody receives the kind of love he gave to me. He lived his life for me, and I don't know how I'm going to live my life without him. Alicia said that her husband of eight years had constantly been a rock for her. From the time they met on a blind date shortly after the death of her father, to her battle with breast cancer four years ago. She says he really is the most kind person and he would do anything for anyone else, anything. He loved with all of his heart and all of his being. Now, Alicia did say that he was shot by a woman who worked under Wesley at the accounting and consulting firm BDO. And you can look on our profile, she shares before she was CEO and president of her own company, because she started it in May of this year. So she wasn't even, it hasn't even been in existence too long. But if you notice right before that BDO USA LLP, she experienced IT audit manager. She was an IT audit manager. And so she did a lot of auditing for the company. And he was one of the two victims that was among dozens named in this job discrimination lawsuit that was filed by the shooter Risa Kengna. And it's one of two lawsuits she's a part of. She filed against the building management of the 1280 West Condominium in a federal civil suit. She claimed to be a whistleblower, and the company and the managers involved violated her civil rights and financial regulations let's go a little deeper into this complaint that she is alleging against the company now in her lawsuit she names michael shiners and she names wesley freeman in her lawsuit and they're both former colleagues listed as defendants on this legal complaint that was filed in may by kengna she says that both men and her former employer at large BDO they had broken into her apartment to steal files and hack her computer after she filed a whistleblower report of the company with the SEC to the to detail criminal violations in her post on LinkedIn she posts why i started my own consulting and accounting firm and she says in 2021 i was retaliated against by my employer at the time BDO U.S.A. LLP. My home was broken into, my computers were hacked, and my phones were spoofed. I reported several violations of SEC, U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission regulations, and public company accounting oversight boards, and others, which are standards within the IT audit engagement. She says that Wesley Freeman had done a very bad job for more than five years. She says there were significant deficiencies and material weaknesses across all the engagements I was assigned to and was managing, which at the time were 50% of the public clients and 85% of the private clients in the Southeast region and more on the legal complaint. I'm not going to read every single word, but it says this case concerns the retaliation, persecution, harassment, intimidation, threats, burglary, computer hacking, phone spoofing, and other attacks. The plaintiff was subjected to upon reporting to the relevant authorities, a violation of various finance laws. She also posted this video to her LinkedIn profile, where she was talking to the Atlanta police. One post, she even posted this video on her LinkedIn profile, where she's talking to Sergeant Busby about wanting to change it from no crime to a robbery. Sergeant says, take it up with robbery investigation. They're the only ones that can change it if they find there was a robbery involved. I'll share that video here in a second because at the end I feel like, my gosh, she kind of gives away, she's really lost her cool. But one post specifically named her former colleague, Wesley Freeman, disparaging his work and accusing him of fraud. Other posts allege that the company conspired with her apartment building manager, to break into her home and delete evidence that was in her safe. Apparently, Kangna went to her former employer the day before the shooting and had some kind of incident that led to this exchange with the officer where she said, whatever happens, happens. And that's the video that I'm going to share with you because she says, I will take that road." whatever happens happens and you can see by her profile it says that she has over 10 years of combined experience in information technology auditing financial analysis mergers and acquisitions it due diligence restructuring finance and real estate transaction estate tax planning for high net worth individuals private companies and public companies across several industries including energy Banking, food and beverages, healthcare, mining, dealerships, beauty salons, and retail. So she has a lot of experience from what it looks like. And she worked for a company and she was fired with her only crime. What it seems to be that would cause her to be fired was exposing her boss fraudulent transactions. After being fired, she sued her boss and then started her own business and allegedly, Worried about the consequences of the lawsuit, her former boss began to threaten her and her loved ones. So her ex-boss, he didn't stop to these threats. He even got close with the concierge of the building that she was living in. This is according to her. She believes that the corrupt concierge then agreed with the ex-boss to allow a burglary into her apartment, and she believes The intention of the plot was to destroy all evidence of the lawsuit in his computer and to steal his backup of any documents that might involve his former boss. She believes that the break-in was smoothly executed, leaving no trace behind. As soon as she found out that she would that she was robbed, she alerted the Atlanta police, who sent an agent to the scene. Now, unfortunately, the police investigation, they didn't see anything that looked like a robbery. And so to them, there was no evidence that neither the door was broken or trunk was broken into. There was no evidence of a robbery. The person dispatched to the scene said he, they wrote it off as it's not a crime. There was no signs of a burglary. And so there was not much that the Atlanta Police Department can do. So, she goes down to the police department, she talks to Sergeant A Busby. Watch the interaction between them and pay attention to the end. Because she says, I will take that road. Whatever happens, happens. To me, that's chilling. Listen up. Ready?
1: First, it didn't have any force entry.
2: It doesn't need to have a force All entry right. for burglary, really, by law. Let me talk. Yes, go ahead just making that you, point. You,
1: you spoke? Let me speak. Yes. All right. So, as far as the report says, it says there was no force entry. All right. All right? Um, no signs, second.
2: no visible sign of force entry. You have the
1: report. You read it, right?
2: It's it saying no visible sign of force entry. Now, what I, go ahead, please. Go
1: ahead. Thank you, ma'am. All right. So, you saying that it needs, right now, it's not showing as burglary. And you're saying, and you, let me talk? No, I and thought you it was said, a question. Go ahead. It's not showing as burglary. Okay. And you're saying it needs to be changed as burglary, but if we don't see any forced entry, we cannot change it as burglary.
2: Okay.
1: You. The as, only, I reported a, listen, a crime. Listen, I
2: reported then. a crime. Okay, yes. Then,
1: listen. Yes. All right. If you feel like it should be a burglary, and you have the information, the video, whatever you told me that you have. That could convince this officer that this was a burglary. I don't see no problem in her changing it so they could investigate it. And, right? Okay. And, all right. Yes. There was no problem with that. Go ahead. That's the only thing I could tell you. Okay. And she was gonna give you the number for burglary. Mm-hmm. They could read that report and talk to you about it, and yeah. you could give them that information so, about the burglary okay. that they investigate. Okay. All right. All
2: right. Now, hold on a second. That information report. I specifically told her that it was a crime, I'm a whistleblower, and I told her that information in my safe was taken out and when she, there was a flash drive that was dropped on the floor, and she told me sarcastically, "Well, it's your flash drive. I cannot say that there was a burglary oh, because no. the flash drive Hello, the flash drive could have, you know, hey, fell off."
1: What's up? Report? Yeah, I'll hit it back to you. All right, you needed it to to uh, bring him to the jail. Okay, all right, I I got you. Okay, all right, go ahead, man.
2: well if you I, in I, my I'm, face? I'm... I'm taping. But back I'm up a taping. little bit. All right. Sorry. Thank you. And I know it's covered with personal space. Thank so I just wanted to take a close up. All right. So now you're telling me that the report is not updated and you're not going to update it. You're not going to no. investigate as, as I a crime. You, I no. It to I'm, you I'm saying, no, let me finish as well. I'm saying it's a burglary. I say it's a burglary. By law, what they did is a burglary. It does not have. It does not need to have any sign of uh, broken entry, right? Because the board members have, uh, the management has a copy of the keys on file, which are not at all uh, officer Caleb as well. Now I am asking you, when someone, when a, when a citizen, right, of the United States of America Calls the police and tells the police that someone broke into my home, right? They opened the safe, they broke, they broke the safe, opened the safe, took evidence that I had in my safe, and dropped the flash drive on the floor and they left. The beacon management, beacon management services, and the board members have access to the keys to my unit. Now you're saying that. The officer who's respond to that crime, to that call, is not going to document it as a crime? Just because she did not see, she did not even try to investigate whether there were any signs of forced entry or not. She did not even look at the locks. Are you saying that it would not be called a
1: crime? That is very, happy that. All right, ma'am. Like I told you before. Yes. In order for the officer, I I will not be able to change it for you. Okay. The officer will have to do it. What does it say now? What does it say now? I I may. I I let you talk. Yes. I let you speak, and I let you. I listen to you. Okay. You did. now, please let me. All right. I will tell you straight up. And then you will go ahead and do what you have to do. Yes. I'm telling you that for it to be changed to a burglary, you need to ch- talk to a burglary investigator. All right. All right. The burglary investigator will determine if it's a burglary or not and if it needs to be changed and if okay. it needs to be investigated. All right. What they happened to the prince? Know. They will let you know. They will let you know yes. if anything further needs to be done they will call you they will ask you about all the information that you're asking me okay. which i cannot answer all right right and then they will further investigate if they need okay. to all right okay,
2: all right all right so now what i need right it's to know what happened to the evidence that she collected on the, the scene of the crime uh, most
1: likely it's in property as evidence
2: all right so now okay. i had confirmation that they were changing the report. I have not seen the changes. I've only seen the initial report that was provided to me. Okay, I'm going
1: to say it one more time and yes. that's it, okay? All right. You need, she will give you contact information for the burglary unit. Okay. They will determine if it is a burglary. Okay. And if it is a burglary, they will change the status as far as from a non-crime to a burglary. Okay. After they get all in.
2: Okay? All right. All I will right. take that road and right. whatever happens, happens. Okay. Have a good day. You too. Thank you, counsel. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Well, can I get the number to the burglar? Yeah, it's right here for you. Mm-hmm.
0: So after her failure of her repeated attempts to convince police she was robbed, she took out her frustration on her former co-workers, her former workplace. And among the two men that was killed, Wesley Freeman, the 40-year-old man who was at the center of the fraud that she was revealing, and she says, I was retaliated against by my former employer, BDO USA LLP, because I reported a fraud perpetrated by Wesley Freeman and covered by Scott Meyer. These are her this is her allege and she believes that BDO leveraged their relationship with Beacon Management Services at the 1280 West board members in the condominium that she lived in, in order to gain unauthorized access to her home, break into her safe and delete evidence that she had. That's what she is saying. Thereby, when they did that, they were breaking so many laws that it's hard to believe they were getting away with it. That's what she felt. Yes, if that was true, she is right. But where's the proof? It doesn't mean that she's wrong, but you gotta have proof on this. She believes that BDO and its agents went from committing a white collar crime to a criminal crime. And so she believes APD had been reluctant in providing her with information about that. And so she says, I will post this series of videos to show the police's response to the crimes committed against me. And she says, I will keep you updated on the status of my case because it is relevant to anyone who has spent many years combating fraud in their professional lives, which she's an IT fraud analyst as well. And you can read pretty much the whole thing right here, you can pause it, read it, I mean I don't know by the time you watch this video if her LinkedIn profile will still be up, but you can watch it, see it, the whole nine yards. Well there you have it my friend. That is the story of the Atlanta shooter who believes they were out for her, who believes that they did something really bad against her and against her privacy, and she felt like she should take matters into her own hands. I don't quite agree with that, but that's the world we live in, and hopefully, and hopefully, there will be some justice in this case. Talk to you soon.